0: Amen, amen. So look, we here, Unselfish Behavior podcast, we get another episode. Uh, we got a very, very, very special guest in the building. He's my brother. I uh, met this good brother probably about two years ago through my, through my guy, my family, my ace Boon Coon, my Ken dog, JD Bailey. Shout yes, out JD Bailey.
1: Shout out, JD Bailey. Um, this
0: is my main man, Andres. Welcome, oh, Andres, to, to the Unselfish Appreciate Behavior you, Podcast. Appreciate man. you. You know, we're here, bro. So, Andres, uh, with every episode for the Unselfish Behavior Podcast, I like to allow my guests uh, to just kind of introduce themselves, mm. talk a little bit about who you are. Uh, what you do and what you stand for.
1: Yeah, no doubt, man. I appreciate you um, having me on, man, because there's a lot to say, you know, especially coming into 2020. My name is Andres Rodriguez. Um, born and raised in Hollister, California. You know, I'm a very social justice advocate type of guy. Um, uh, currently the national vice president for Uh, young adults for uh lulac which stands for league of united latin american citizens Mm. the the nation's largest and biggest um civil rights organization for latinos um if you've been in head start like we help create that like board uh brand of education um we help with that too um yeah man so it's a real privilege to, to be out here and continue the work My that guy. we've been doing you know, the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Yes sir. You know.
0: Yes, sir. So you mentioned you mentioned obviously you're doing work centered around civil rights. Mm. I'm I'm passionate about the knowledge in that aspect, obviously being being African American and being aware of the civil rights movements back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um what's the civil rights movement look like for the Latino community? I think it's important for people to understand that dynamic.
1: Mm-hmm. Right now it's um it's tricky because we have um and i mean we're gonna we're gonna uh, dig into this real quick because the administration right now is criminalizing everyone coming south of the border not realizing that everyone that is a part of the like immigration community is not just south of the border but yeah like we're coming through the south invading as uh 45 is saying you know i'm saying so um and my time with usc this last year um, we went down to even immigration, um, um, like, shelters, and it's not just Central, like, it's not just Mexico, it's people from yeah. the, from Central America, yeah. like El Salvador, Honduras, Guatemala, like, coming up, and, like, there's different levels of being, like, marginalized, right. you know what I'm saying? And we're just trying to make sure that um, we're able to not be discriminated, like, where we're at right now in the U.S., because there's levels to it.
0: Absolutely. You know what's interesting to me when I think about this whole immigration um, conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, this administration, the presidential administration that's in office right now, this is like focus number one for them, or at least it's been portrayed as though Mm -hmm. it's been focus number one for them to to just kind of limit illegal immigration. Mm -hmm. Um, What's this? How do you feel about the narrative of immigrants only being Latino people? Because I feel like that's that's bogus, right? Obviously, you have people who immigrate all over the world mm. to come here. Yeah. But it seems like in the news and the headlines and the spotlight, all you hear about is the, the Latino community yeah. um, immigrating here. Why do you think that narrative is what it is? What do you think the administration is trying to do? Because if you asked me that question, I would think that they're trying to create. And uh, mm. see, I, I think this country is really, really good at creating faces mm-hmm. um, behind. Um, what their faces behind portrayal, Mm -hmm. right? So for example, the whole 9-11 thing, they were able to create that in order to create an enemy, literally an unexistent enemy and people who were from the Middle East. Mm -hmm. And now we're looking at them as though they're all terrorists based off what the news is showing us and Mm -hmm. what the news is telling us. Mm -hmm. Now we have the immigration conversation and all they're doing is showing latino people when people all over the world are immigrating mm-hmm. people literally all over the world we got people from yes. you know haitian you got Belizean people you got Jamaican. you got people from all over mm. the planet you know obviously asian people right so why do you think the narrative is oh only mexican people or only latino people are immigrants because that that just kind of makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable if you know what i mean
1: yeah no i think it's it's really based off a of base on a on fear there we go. And, and, there we go. and 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 racism. There That's we go. it. There we go. That's really what it is. Because they know that people are coming not just from south of the border. Right. Because they you know like they understand that the power is coming up. You know it's coming up, and this is where I come in with like trying to build in the um the you know the forces of our peers, like college students, like young folk that can actually recognize what's going on like mm. throughout the country, there you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And so it's, um, the thing that's going on with, throughout the, uh, the country with the administration is that they're built off a base of fear and they're comfortable with it, mm. you know? They're and okay then they're just, then all they say is like, yes, get them out, get them out. Man, do you think they're really gonna be out in the fields? Yeah, no, man. Yeah, you, you think they're gonna right. be out, like if they're saying we're taking their jobs, you think they're going to be on the field? No. Nope. No. I've been out there. I have experienced. Ain't no white folks like, gardening shit. Nah, exactly. If anything, they <laughs> no just. No disrespect. That just said anything, is what it is. No, they're just going to be supervising, kind of looking Facts. out, but breaking their back and shit, like, it's not going to happen. Real talk. You Real know? talk. So, where,
0: where do we go from here? Obviously, we mentioned 2020, yeah. right? We have a huge election coming up, a huge shift coming up, right? Um, a lot of people are. I hear a lot of conversation about people feeling like Donald Trump is going to get reelected, mm-hmm. right? Just because. And and I'm kind of like in agreement with it, to be honest, not the fact that I agree with him being president, but I'm one to believe that the government or the powers that be, if you will, they already know who's going to be president and they know who they want to be in office based off who's going to be the be the best puppet, if Mm -hmm. you will. Right. So Mm -hmm. what do you think about that? I want to hear your views on. Uh, is there power in voting? I think there's a lot of people in the, in the. I don't like to call it the minority community because I, I do feel like we are the majority. Again, that's another like uh, misconception about our people. But I do believe black and brown people um, have power, obviously, uh, we're, we're stronger together. Uh, but in regards to this election that's coming up, what what do you think the focal point should be instead of just looking at it from a red or blue perspective? What are some really key things that black and brown people as a collective should really be looking at in regards to who we're going to elect to be the next president. And again, do you think that the power is in voting or do you think we should use other avenues of power?
1: I think that if we need to recognize really the issues that we all have together as like brown and, and black folk yeah. that we um, that we um, that we both resonate you yes, know, in our community yep. and then just build upon that, because Sometimes I've heard it too many times that our vote do not matter. Yeah, man. In places like Iowa and stuff, like when we had our Lulak event, like mm. just yesterday with presidential candidate yes, kind of thing, sir. we don't like, like organize ourselves mm. enough w- n- without knowing and maybe knowing that we do have the power there we go. With, within ourselves mm. to make a difference in districts at least, mm. you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and that's really what we try to do. You know, gotcha. LA's you know different because it's a bigger state. But with like with Iowa, Small. when they have smaller little yeah. you know districts, man, that's they when they work together to as be... a collective. Yeah, shit or at least we try to. Gotcha. you know, gotcha. to to kind of help them recognize that that we're able to to bring that up because man, we gotta recognize like when we have to uh, w- what areas throughout the country matter most. Absolutely, you know, all our votes matter, but in places that our votes can kind of swing a whole country as in like iowa um sometimes you got to put a lot more pressure on that got you. on that area you. you know what i'm saying Absolutely. so you know so so
0: for me i'm thinking to myself how old are you andres 26 mind. yes 26 super young right like yeah. haven't even reached your prime yet you're in this type of work. It's unorthodox, right? Mm. We don't have enough people. I feel enough of our people, mm. black and brown folk in the political arena that's really like our age. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like you a young millennial out here. Trying. Organizing, you, you <laughs> building, you, you, you doing it. You doing mm. the footwork. And, and I really pride what me and my main man B Visuals is looking to do with this podcast. It's, it's to bring on people that are actually boots on the ground doing the work and not people that's portraying that they're doing the work. You're definitely somebody I view in that light, but I'm curious about what got you into wanting to be in politics as a 26 year old Latino organizer, mm-hmm. activist, and ambassador. Yeah. What, what what triggered that thought for you and wanted to inspire you to be yeah. in the political arena?
1: Well, to to be real and just to kind of like explain my story, um, yes, sir. is that um, you know, by my, my both my parents are Mexican immigrants, mm-hmm. um, and they they came through. Uh, My dad worked in the orchards, my mom worked in the fields, and back in the 70s, 70s going into 80s, it was legal to actually um, drop down pesticides on the workers that are working in the fields. Wow,
0: so they're spraying up stuff while the workers are on the field.
1: Yes, sir, yeah. Wow. And, and, And my older brother, born in 79, did not, he had the luck of just and i don't say just as just like just but right, right, right. um un- underdeveloped like a you Lots know esophaguses esophagus or gotcha. something you know as opposed to everyone else that my mom's friends back in the day that they had um uh their their friends came or their sons came through um very like they're in wheelchairs yes sir you know what i'm saying yes sir so Uh, By the time, you know, I was born 93 whatever, like my brother put me on 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 Chicano studies, kind of like like the struggles that were being put on through the 70s, 80s, 90s for uh, our people. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? And it was um, it was a big awakening because um, it, it was like. You know, I always tell people age is no guarantee of maturity. Yes, sir. You know, and just to kind of get that, I was I I feel like I was pretty mature at my age. At the same time, it was just kind of being woke and kind of like observing like stuff at the the end of the day. So um, put me on into like the movements. I thought Chavez was a big one Mm. being cool with their fam. You know, I'm saying like um, building up, catching up um, and getting to the point where we can where I can help. Where we're at today. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying?
0: What's the mission though? What what's the goal? Right? So obviously you're you're doing a lot of great work. Um and, and just real quick before I ask that question, what was your major? I know you just graduated from USC. Congratulations yes. from that, my Appreciate brother. Appreciate that man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you are Appreciate officially that, a USC yeah. yeah. alumni. I'm a you know what I'm saying? Fight on. There you we go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. what, yeah. what, what was your major?
1: Yeah, in uh at USC I got my master's in uh it was a master's in social work. But the emphasis was in uh, social change and innovation, uh-huh. so it was a lot of uh, um, top-down kind of like organizational leadership, um, uh, grant writing yes. kind of things uh-huh. that wow. like that kind of come like top-down. Um, at the same time, we did learn like you know the communication skills and and you know the trauma-informed kind of thing and all that. But um, you know, I see some political science, Chicano studies, absolutely. Uh, but that's really what f- drove me to get where I'm at right now. Love it. You know. Love it. And it might not be where I'm at at this point, but I really appreciate the uh, um, the past folk that you've had on this uh, on the uh, on the on the podcast yes, because. Sir. It all kind of clicks Yep, you know what i'm it all saying comes together and, you know it all kind of clicks bro and it. i really appreciate that man, man come on man it really man. no it really does yes, man. Sir. it really does all click to be like yo you're good right now yeah you know what i'm saying yeah and then we're gonna get to the point where we're at that's you right. know when we get there that's right you know and, I, and i just
0: gotta say i appreciate you bro i always appreciate genuine love and genuine yeah. support you've been by far one of the most genuine and most supportive people to me personally, on a personal mm-hmm. level. And I just gotta say, I appreciate that. Since our first episode, B-Visuals, my main man, B-Visuals, you know. you know, mm-hmm. We always gotta shout out my brother, B-Visuals. He's in the building. For those of you who, see, it's funny because when he was walking upstairs, I said, have you met B-Visuals? Have you met B-V? He's like, oh no, but I, I always see, like, post him. I see his name over everywhere. So it's funny because B-Visuals is the mastermind behind this podcast and that's what a lot of people don't know they see me talking my ass off but be visuals real quick before i ask this question i gotta plug my man he's been dealing with me since i was 18 years old so we're talking about going on 11 years now right but this brother actually put it in my mind i think it's really really dope to have friends around you who can see um different ways that you can reach other levels of what it is you do and actually put you in position to do it Mm -hmm. so it was his idea one night we in starbucks and he like you you ever thought about doing a podcast? And I said, nah, I don't I ain't never really thought about that. He like, man, that'd be your bread and butter. That's it right there, And now we're here. And now we're here. What episode? No, no. I ain't even gonna say it. I ain't even gonna say it. I don't want to fuck it up. 12, 13, something like that. Yeah, but um, but no, I gotta ask this question. Is there anybody else in your family that's doing any other type of work that you're involved in? Top to bottom?
1: man i don't think so they just kind of let the uh the ground work in front of me right you know what i'm saying because even if like you would think that i want to ask my brother to kind of like like help me out like to be in the same city that he lives at, right on. and they kind of like bring me up and shit sometimes no it's it's on me you know what i'm saying yeah. and like my parents like like shout out my pops uh what's it called today's his last day uh uh what's it called retiring and shit Lovely. whatever the Congrats fuck pop. <laughs> huh? yeah we shout here. out pop shout out Sergio whatever um what's but his name same, what's his name uh Sergio Rodriguez man whatever you don't watch this episode he's done with work come on now enjoy I that retirement he earned huh? yeah but it's but it's a trip because like they always told me they always told me look like we don't get, we, we ain't got shit to give you mm. the only thing we have is this house because of the eighty nine earthquake that we mm. got in it in ninety one. I wasn't born to ninety three and then, um, besides that, your education. That's it. That's, it. That's it. You know what I'm saying? So you make the most out of yours. Mm. That's why I feel like they were most proud, like, with uh, with uh, my master's. But at the same time, it's about recognizing you got to make the most out of that education. It's like how you talked about last time. Come on, talk about- it's about, like, how, like, it's not about, like, a degree. It's about, like, putting into play everything you've learned and degree or no degree into yeah. into your, you know, daily life you know what i'm saying i I love the fact that you
0: brought that up andres because i tell people that all the time it's not about what you can accomplish it's about what you can sustain yeah so you can accomplish whatever it is you want to accomplish that's great it'll be checked off your list Mm -hmm. but if you can't sustain it if you can't nurture it if you can't continue to pour into that then it's not going to blossom it's not going to grow right so yeah i think that's absolutely important but the reason i asked you the question I centered around family is because i want to ask you how important is it for you to know that as a 26 year old and your family, knowing mm-hmm. everything that your parents have been through, everything your family's been through to get an opportunity to come here and create something special. Mm-hmm. How important is it for you to know that you're not only accomplishing something that's fulfilling you and your family, mm-hmm. but you're breaking generational curses, mm-hmm. like, like, like you're breaking generational cycles, you're breaking generational barriers, yes. you're doing things that literally mm-hmm. has never, ever, ever, ever been done yeah. in your family. How important is that for you?
1: It's, it's super important because they're, they're taking a chance they didn't they didn't know that I was gonna come up, mm. you know what I'm saying that they didn't know that like the kid that they had down in open Hollister mm. that they were gonna like gonna come down and actually try to do something right you know what I'm saying like it's it's a chance, right yeah. once you cross that border, yeah, um, you don't know once you cross happen. that border, you don't know what's gonna happen because there's been a lot of negative uh paths that a lot of my cousins absolutely, have done absolutely. and it's you know on the negative field but i don't want to talk about the negative Of course it's just Give like love, yeah. really taking a chance mm-hmm. you know and so that's why i feel like they're grateful because um it's kind of recognizing that the the opportunity that are the opportunities that are available out here and and taking advantage of them man mm-hmm. that's really what it is mm-hmm. and if you if you don't then Um, you're going to be stuck in the same place up in Hollister. Like y'all don't know where Hollister's at. (laughs) You're in the middle of nowhere, man. You know what I'm saying? So, so you're, um, you know, make, just making the most out of it. And that networking aspect as well. You know what I'm saying? The type
0: of work that you do, do you feel like it's a part of your calling? I think that's an important question.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And And why is that? Touch a little bit on that.
1: Yes. I think the, um, my calling is to serve the community. Love it. Um, as dead straight as that sounds, it really is that like being a public servant, you know, a community Mm -hmm. um, servant. Yes, sir. um, People think when I say like, I'm gonna run for office, right? Then it's like, oh, you're gonna try to be up there, whatever, whatever. Like you're gonna try to leave us. Yeah, you're gonna leave us. You're trying to be in the spotlight, whatever, whatever. Nah, it's more of like recognizing the issues that are, are most affecting your community and then actually trying to make the most out of your position and your platform. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. how y'all do, like, yeah. that That matters a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It really does. And really building us up, you know? And especially now it's a trip, like, um, shout out um, my assembly member, Robert Rivas, yeah, yeah, Senator. Yeah. There we go. Um, you know, Ana Caballero and all them. Like, it's just to the point where this took my whole life to work towards being able to be in a position to be able to hit them up directly mm-hmm. on anything that's, that's, that's popping off right in, in, the, in the community. Right. And now it's like, you know, we're cool, right. you know? Right. But it's not that easy everywhere, mm-hmm. throughout the country too. Absolutely. So it's, um, it, it, it takes a lot. You I, know? Think,
0: I think it's super dope too, because you're young and you're doing it your way, mm-hmm. right? How important is it for you to inspire the youth those, those young, because see, for me, yeah. being, being a black man and, and and being born and raised in the inner city my whole entire life, mm-hmm. um, I'm in a space now to where I am extremely committed to the mm-hmm. youth. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't even know that about me as well. Looking at me and judging my page on Instagram, you probably wouldn't know that, right? But mm-hmm. um, I've worked with multiple organizations, right, in regards to placing workshops. I've traveled with my mm-hmm. workshops, but all of it has been centered around impacting and inspiring in my, and what I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. is young black boys Mm -hmm. that's always been my focus because i look at them and i see myself you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. i've been you before i know the type of things you're dealing with at home Mm -hmm. i know how you want to be communicated with so on and so forth right how important is it for you to inspire and impact young kids that are looking at you and saying wow i don't have to be a basketball player i don't have to be a rapper i don't have Mm -hmm. to be this i don't have to be the the statistical things that society tells me i have to be because i was born and raised in the hood but man i could be a politician that, how, how how dope is that for you
1: it's it's very central to what i do because um i and am, am always talking about how you know if i would not be here if i did not see people that come from my same background yes sir that like can um that i can see myself at you know what i'm saying and that comes from like local district uh state national levels Mm. um if i could see that they're coming from like you know immigrant communities um from communities that didn't have shit to be honest and then um they became something out of themselves that means a lot you know and that's what i try to portray with the younger folk you know, um, I always tell him, like, if you're not scared of your dreams, like, you're not dreaming big enough. Come like, on. like yes that's sir. really what it is. You know yes what I'm saying? Sir. Like, um, and I tell him because, like, I had the, the, you know, the honor of having a big brother. Mm-hmm. You know, like, when we talk about... Um, being grateful you know like yes, how we were saying gratitude. last time yes, and gratitude yep. and everything it's like it's the simple things of like having an older brother that went through that that it was a father figure yep. When my dad didn't know really like shit you know what i'm saying because he came from another country mm-hmm. so i'm talking about the the younger cats is that they recognize that um they can um familiarize themselves yes sir. with people and spaces that they want to be at one day mm-hmm. um and and connect with them it's one thing to like see themselves but if we can kind of like give them a hand mm-hmm. then that's perfect because i had that privilege to kind of like like dig into now like i can i can see myself mm-hmm. in a position that um that they've helped me to kind of grow it absolutely you know what i'm saying
0: that's huge you honor your parents a lot and i love that yeah. I, I don't think of people I, I don't think of people <laughs> i don't think enough people do that uh, i think you know obviously when we're talking about our Got successes it. when we're talking about the things that we've accomplished you rarely hear people talk about the the values and the morals that their parents instilled within them as a, at a young age me growing up in an inner city as you know and as you're aware of and as a lot of people are going to be aware of after i say this the black and in, the, the inner city is usually um, resided by black and brown individuals usually right it, it's the it's it's usually the the population of our of our communities which is beautiful we combine two cultures in one and we grow up together mm-hmm. literally we grow up together we grew up in a same. we were neighbors right so i remember when i was young i had a friend by the name of damn what was his name it wasn't marco who was it I got his face in my head, but I can't remember his name, but we were hella young, bro, seven, eight years old. Mm. My mom has always been like an extreme family oriented person. So Mm. my mom is Southern. So she's always been the type of person that will invite the neighbors over for dinner, right? And she was really, really, really close with our next door neighbor, Forgot her name, but they had a dog named Lady. That's all I remember. They had yeah. a dog, a big ass white dog yeah, Lady named Lady, <laughs> Lady. Right. And and she yeah. would always go over there, knock on their door, and it was a Hispanic family. Yeah. Always knock on their door, invite them over for, you know, dinner, mm-hmm. ask them if they needed it. You know, she's she's always had that type of spirit. But I do remember growing up in our communities that the young Hispanic and Latino kids would speak a lot for their parents.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Right? Right. So if their parents don't know English. I I remember moments to where my mom will be conversating with the kid to tell your mom this. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it just came to me right now while I was hearing you speak. Is there a sense in in your family and in your community to where you feel like the responsibility to stand up for your family was instilled in you at a young age, right? Not only that example, but like, you know, obviously with you doing things that they've never done before, you're, 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 you're showing them, that their sacrifice in coming here in the way they did was mm-hmm. worth it, right? Yes. Is there a sense of, where does the sense of pride come from? I feel like, like especially his, Hispanic, Latino, I hope I'm using the right verbiage, but Latino people, very prideful, which yes. I love. I, I honestly wish black folks was, was, was the same in regards to just our pride and how mm-hmm. proud we are about our people and our culture, so on and so forth. Um, where, where, does, where does that pride come from?
1: I think I think that that pride comes from just the hard work, you know, throughout the generations, because like hard work is and hard work. can be kind of transformed and translated into different ways of like physical work. Mm -hmm. And then when you try to explain to your grandparents, like the hard work that we're doing, trying to get a degree Mm. where we're not physically picking stuff. Yeah. 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 It might not be the same for them but it's hard to work you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and and that and that kind of picks up Absolutely. you know what i'm saying so that um love it that that means a lot yeah. and sometimes especially like with being like a first generation um student out here you got to get used to receiving that mm-hmm. because their experience was a lot harder than Hours, but they did that so we can be in can the be books. Right. That's right. To make something out of ourselves and not right. be out in the fields. Love it. You know what I'm saying. Love it. And it's it's not easy. And the you, you know trying to translate that it might not at, be as easy. Right. Sometimes we're right. seen as lazier because we're not out in the fields. Right. Right. But they right. don't know we're in the books, like grinding. It's a different you know? type of field for us.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um So is that a testament to you, to you organizing? um, protests, I see you on page, you know, yeah. you in Washington, DC, you in air heavy, you with your people. I see you organizing protests and things like that, yeah. which make me proud mm-hmm, because again, people who inspire me are people who are actually out here, boots on the ground, mm-hmm. making moves and putting their actions behind their words. Mm-hmm. Is that a testament in, 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 just that pride aspect of it for you feeling like, yo, we got work to do out here. We got to organize. We got to so on and so forth. Is that a testament to that?
1: Yes. Um, completely because the every time we try to get um the most effective times that we are able to kind of organize are when we all get together and with LULAC uh League of United Latin American Citizens again um nation's oldest and largest Latino civil rights organization Love it. um it's it for the past two years it's been in Phoenix and in Milwaukee you know mm-hmm. last year and it it's most powerful when everyone is at the same spot because of a national conference, national got convention. You, you. So then that's when we focus on something that's affecting the community. Love it. And, and so that's when I think, like, look, I'm trying to, to get everyone together mm-hmm. and we you know, make the signs, we uh, come together for a cause, um, bring together the resources to actually... Um, Be on the news To actually like push out that um, That message You know what I'm saying And thankfully we do have that outlet You know to actually be like Boom 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 Love it. You know so um, It's important Absolutely You know and we try to use all our resources In the time that we got right now Love it You know what I'm saying
0: And having you on here I wanted exactly what's happening to happen Uh, I wanted people to leave with a With a higher sense of um, What it is you do And the importance of it right obviously we we into politics we into shifting and changing you know i know you you probably pushing for certain bills to be passed you are doing the work and you young and i think your story is inspiring and in how you got here um but before we end before we end our episode i always encourage i always encourage on the El- unselfish behavior podcast yes, i always encourage my guests to do me a huge huge favor yes, and look at this camera right here yeah. and you leave our audience out with what we call an unselfish message yes, from my main man, Andres. And basically what that is, is an ending message that you just kind of want the viewers to know, people who watch this video. What do you want them to know? It could be absolutely anything you want.
1: Man, one of the big things that I've just like learned throughout the years is like, you know, don't be, don't be scared to dream big, you know? Like if you're not dreaming big, if you're not scared of your dreams, you're not dreaming big enough, you know? And I still practice that to my day um and i really want that to to carry over to be like yo like reach for the stars like really because um it it all comes from respecting where you come from and the sacrifices that came before you whether it be generational mm-hmm. um whether it be um you know uh, last week yeah um those sacrifices that people did before you to get where you're at like appreciate that and don't let that You know, deter you from you know pushing yourself to the very end. So
0: you represent very very well, my brother. I appreciate you. No doubt, I love you. Hey, first of many times that we're gonna sit down and we're gonna build. I encourage you to just keep doing the work you're doing. You changing a lot of lives. Most importantly, you inspiring a lot of people, young, old, and in between. So it was a pleasure. Be visuals. You know, we out episode whatever episode twelve thirteen. Twelve episode 12 that is a wrap unselfish behavior podcast and we out